Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the As Whole Podcast, where we are all as whole as we can be. Still working on the title. We're not yet sure if we're going to change the name. And when I say we, I mean me and all the voices in my head. God knows there's a shit ton of them. Second episode. So exciting. I mean, we practically blew up with the first episode. 66 views. Well, you, you, you thought we were going to... I was going to say 100? 1,000? Nah. We're in the big leagues, motherfuckers. We're in the end game now. Three subscribers? Are you fucking kidding me? Slow down, people. I'll get famous. Jesus Christ. At this rate, I'm going to have to start putting ads. We know that's never going to happen. Now, I promised that this was going to have some sort of form. You know, some sort of schedule. As some would say, uh, and I don't. We, we don't. I don't have. I don't have a plan. I just have a couple of topics, you know, that I kind of prepared, or maybe I just thought about them before I went to sleep yesterday, and I thought they were gonna be funny, but I don't know. Before we start, uh, I have. Something very interesting here on the table. <clears throat> it's a journal. The beginnings of a journal. Now, throughout my life, I've tried keeping a journal many, many, many times. And it never fucking worked. Why? Because I just sort of forgot about it. Didn't really give a shit. Like, why the fuck would I keep journal so I could look back and see how far I've, I've grown and how much more wise I've become man yeah man sorry sorry but there's some there's some really stupid shit in this journal right here and uh it was, this is like a year ago a fucking year and I'm already looking at it and going, Jesus Christ, dumbass. All right, the opening is Marco Kristich. But Mark Cross sounds better. Or Little Cross. Three dots. Drama. Da, 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 da. Ask where we'll workshop it. That's literally what it says. <clears throat> All right, prepare. For the uh, edginess that is about to <clears throat> occur. Jesus Christ. This is, this is like... this. Is, now that I'm looking at it, it's like... <laughs> it's it's like I, I wrote this when I was 15. And when I was listening to all the saddest songs of Oasis. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. First... Words. If someone else's eyes are reading this, <laughs> I'm either dead, or you were so kind to rummage through my shit slash treasure that you stumbled upon this book. What an opening. 
What a fucking genius. Oh my god. What what a what a poet. What a fucking poet. Well, let's let's continue. I'm I'm literally at the edge of my seat. If the second is the case, please bear in mind that you will be reading the ramblings of a narcissistic, self-loathing, substance-abusing, child-hating, chaos-adoring, Jesus fucking Christ, schizophrenic, comma-abusing. That was me ruffling my hair. That doesn't exist. Madman. That just so happens to be a writer. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what a, what a, what a piece of art. What a piece of art. I'm, I'm literally crying and pulling out a gun and putting it in my mouth because this is, this is, this is pretty fucking atrocious. <laughs> it's like I was listening to Linkin Park. Like, come on. You have been warned. Duly and respectfully. Wait for it. A toxic person. <laughs> oh God, the feelings. Oh, I feel so sorry for this man. Oh. Turn page one. And there's only one page. So this was in, this was barely a year ago. The 20, the day is the 28th, the month is the 7th, and the year is 2018. <clears throat> the hour is 1720. I'm scared, I have to admit. Scared of what lies ahead if I don't take college more seriously. Jesus, I can't believe it. I was worried about this shit. It's more seriously than I do now. It's not a fear of not knowing because I, I know exactly what's going to happen if I don't get off my ass and grab those books. I'll be stuck in Parachin, this dying little town for the foreseeable future. Which is still better than living in poverty. <clears throat> but how do I know? Maybe the life of survival and cheap tobacco and lick. What am I, fucking Charles Bukowski? <laughs> I can't believe this. I can't believe I wrote this. <laughs> Liquor suit me. Or I'm talking out of my own ass again. Well, yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Oh God! At least, at least I was a little self-conscious. I have to start studying, eventually, or I'll lose my mind from overthinking about the meaning of life and the lack of writing and women that seem to disregard my existence out of sheer fun. Pussy whipped! Oh! Oh, baby! Oh, baby, baby! Oh yeah, that's the. That's the old cross that I know. The one that got, and then, then, then as soon as he saw a pretty little thing, he thought he was in love. When in, in fact, he just should have found the nearest thing to that person on Pornhub, whacked his fucking dick, and moved on with his life.
The things I do for love. Bran Stark. Isolation seems like a good alternative. <laughs> I might turn to it again. It's getting a little loud out there. <laughs> In the world. I'd do well with some silence. Ooh. Foreshadowing. And to top it all off, I get to go visit my mother's village tomorrow. So her parents can remind me how much of a failure I am, and how much I don't study. Yay. Three dots. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Okay, I'm glad there are... There's there's a lot, of, a lot more pages, but none of them are filled. Thank fuck for that. I can't believe that this... It's, um... It's odd... It didn't used to be a diary. A diary. It's a black leather, little black leather book that uh, my granddad gave to me, and he was like, "Oh," and he basically, this was like a month before he died, and he was like, "I hope you use this to further your skills and for your college." Well, sorry to disappoint you, Grandpa. <laughs> If you're watching up from up there, the only purpose this has served so far is for a comedy bit. Well, guess, guess that's it. <laughs> if there's an afterlife, he must be so fucking bummed out right now. Oh god, I remember one time, like, my granddad, he used to be, he's from, from my father's side. He, he was this big fucking guy, but not like muscly big. He was almost two meters tall, and he had 150 kilograms. Like, half of his body was his stomach. It was, I mean, I got used to that shit. You know, he's been fat whole his whole life. And you're like, yeah, that's his granddad. But when I would bring friends over and... Uh, when they would see him, <laughs> they'd be like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what, what, what is that? <laughs> I felt so sorry for him. <laughs> I always felt sorry for him, but uh, the the thing I've, the, the time I felt most sorry for him was, like, my mother's fucking insane. I can prove that, because she doesn't drink and she doesn't do drugs. If you don't drink and if you don't do drugs, you are quite possibly going to become senile in your 50s. Or even 30s. You need, a, you need, you need, a, you need something, you know, to let out your frustrations on. You, know, you need to relax sometimes. Smoke a fucking, smoke a fat one. You know, drink some vodka, beer, whatever the fuck. But no, she doesn't do that. She just she just yells at people. <laughs> She'll yell at anyone. That's that's the deal. And we were we were at my granddad's place. Like we moved out a couple of years before that. And then he had his apartment alone with his uh, wife, my grandmother. And me and my mother were visiting. 
And she, I don't know, I don't know why. I have no idea why, but she just brought up, like, the fact that we're gonna have to fucking bury him. <laughs> she was like, oh, we don't know how we're gonna find a coffin, you know, as big of a size as you, Mr. Mirko. Yeah, that's how she used to call him. <laughs> and she's like, we're gonna, ha we're gonna have to cut off your stomach. <laughs> And she started laughing like the Wicked Witch. And I looked at my granddad and he just had the most fucking depressed face. <laughs> and he was, you know, he was sitting and his stomach was all out. And, you know, he's got that fucking quadruple chin going. And he's, you know, he's looking, he's looking down, you know. And he's just, his eyebrows are just fucking depressed. <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I felt so bad and I fucking laughed. <laughs> oh, God. No, my, my, my family's fucking insane. That's, that, that's the whole thing. We're fucking insane. Like, when his funeral came, there wasn't a whole lot of crying. You know? Like, relatives came, his people the people who worked at the factory with him who we don't even fucking know came and i was with my uncle i think he's my uncle i, I have no fucking idea my my father's brother whatever the fuck that is um and we were just cracking jokes the whole time it's like it was like the adams family held a funeral like oh yeah 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 he's fucking dead so what I mean, a couple of people cried, you know. Uh, when when the priest came, was like, you know that, all that shit, whatever the fuck he's saying. But let's face it, they probably cried because they didn't want to get judged. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a piece of something. Now. I, I did say we're gonna have a format, you know, that we're gonna talk about a couple of things. And let me present you with our new segment. Questions that weren't sent by people because I don't have a big enough following, so I just stole them off of Google and I'm going to pretend as if I'm answering them. Okay! Right! That's great. That's great. That's great. Oh, yeah. About these questions are going to have a theme. Today's theme is going to be Dungeons and Dragons, the most popular RPG game that has ever been devised. If you don't know what Dungeons and Dragons is, uh, you've been living under a fucking rock. Let's face it. It's a tabletop RPG game, uh, you have a dungeon master and you have players. The dungeon master is the writer of the fucking story and the players experience that story and change the story. And that's basically, they make their own characters and that's all I'm gonna explain because I'm a lazy cunt. <clears throat> First question sent by, definitely, I didn't steal it, Doug Goldring. 
My players recently came into a somewhat large quantity of poison, and I'm expecting them to go crazy coating all of their weapons with it. I apologize. Now I'm trying to find an, an encounter that involves a poison-resistant monster. Any suggestions? Now see, this is what I fucking hate about these. About these Dungeon Masters. I've been playing D&D for about seven years, and most of the time I've been the Dungeon Master. But as soon, as fucking soon, the Dungeon Master gives, you know, something, eh, you know, a little bit powerful, a little bit um, worthy of abusement uh, to the players. And they realize they fucked up. They automatically, next session, they try to negate that. Like... What are you are you gonna make your players go through shit every day like what they're gonna have fucking copper weapons killing goblins orcs with enchanted shit I don't I don't get this why does it always have to be hard sometimes you know you can resolve a situation easily that's how it should work not every you don't have to have fucking battles every single session or every second session of that sometimes it's way more interesting to avoid them and look, look at this motherfucker fuck you doug goldring listen here you gave them a somewhat large quantity of poison and you're not expecting them to use it are you fucking kidding me like okay uh if it made sense that they found it i would just let them fucking have it Make it weak poison. Like, if it's a large quantity of poison, it's probably fucking weak poison. You know how hard it is to make, like, really strong poison? And that's really expensive poison, let me add. Weak poison. So what? I mean, if you made it, if you made it to be strong poison, you fucked up. You definitely fucked up. Just let them play with it, you know? Live up to your mistakes. Don't try to bury them. What are you? 15? Running a journal? Jesus Christ. Alright, next question. <coughs> Kierana Russell. <laughs> That's two. That's two of a fantasy. First name. Hi all, I've been dungeon mastering for a couple of years now with all players, players around the table. I'm in the process of planning a new game with friends on a weekly basis. Some of the group are at university and not physically able to be around all the time but still want to be involved. I have discussed with the players the possibility of using Skype in order to involve these players and was wondering if anyone had any experience in mixing both players round the table and some on video call and if this is likely to work. All the players are happy for it to happen, so that isn't an issue. I would never do that. <clears throat> no, I'm not for... I'm not really an internet RPG guy. It's, it's just not the same, you know? It's like... It's like you have a... 
physical book and you have a fucking Kindle. It'll fry your brains out, your fucking eyes out. Uh, it's you can do a lot more, a lot more things if you're playing in person. Let's face it, you can get up, you can you know, you can act out the characters, you can show them what he's doing, you can tell, you can touch the characters sensually and invade their private space. That's the only reason, really. I just wanna. I just want to grope players. <laughs> Lawsuit. All right, next question. Get the fuck out of my face. Loading, 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 loading. Ignatius Hybrid Shabika. Who the fuck? Where, where the fuck are your parents from? She's either black or... <laughs> Or her parents are from two different spots. <laughs> oh god. Wonderful. Lawsuit. Fellow dungeon master. Uh, wait, how do I. How do I get. Well, fuck it. Let's give her a normal voice. Fellow dungeon masters. What is a creative way to have your players cure lycanthropy without spells? Shoot them in the fucking head. Next question. Okay. Texas Brawl. <laughs> of course. So I gotta ask. Why is the idea of paying a dungeon master so hated? Oh, here we fucking go. And why is it the DM's job to ensure the other players have the experience they want? Are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> players expect to have fun, Mr. Texas. What is? Why did he expect that we gotta have fun? Like this is not, this is an escape from reality, Mister. Excuse me, Texas. You, you have to make it's your job to do your damn damn best, damn best, to make these people have a good. Well, not make them, just cause them to have the effects of having a good time. If that made any sense at all. Like what? You want to go there and sh shit on their day? I don't, I don't get it. What? Let's continue. First, before I ever begin a campaign, I let the players know my intentions. Okay. I don't run open world. Oh, free roam, a murder hobo, chaotic, stupid. That's not. Why do they? Why do they always go to that murder hobo and chaotic, stupid? I mean, sure, there's. Well, you gotta know your players, really. I, I've only, I've only had murder hobos. Um, for those of you who have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, murder hobos are uh, people, players who just go randomly and kill, uh, and, uh, you know, people that you've created, characters in the story that you've created, you know. It's like playing a video game and killing everything, even though they have quests and stories and their own lives. And, um, chaotic stupid as well, yeah. Um, I understand it. I understand that fear. I understand it. I used to have that too. I used to control uh, the players, but I was like a puppet master from the shadows, pulling their strings without them even realizing. Half of them actually realized, but didn't didn't really 
um, minded because they had a lot of fucking fun. And that's the goal. That's the goal, son. Like, okay, you don't run open world. Again, free roam. You may, maybe you have like, you know, save the princess from a fuckatoodle castle. Save her from being penetrators in all her orifices. <laughs> But the mad king, Ezekiel Texel. Uh, okay. Because there is no way I would be able to create content fast enough to keep up with random whims of sad players. That's bullshit, son. And if that's their intent, I'd rather just hand them the Dungeon Master Guide. That's a book for you, people, did you know? Oh, that's rules for Dungeon Masters. And direct them to the random event tables. Now, that's, uh... This guy clearly had a lot of bad experiences with a murder hobos around in his country. Um, the idea of a sandbox game is uh, here's how you do it, okay? Let Papa Cross tell you how to do it. First, you need to have a well established. Um, how do you say world? Well-established cultures, well-established beliefs, well-established militaries, political factions, uh, independent factions like thieves, the thieves' guild or the mages' guild or anything else. Historical events, uh, beliefs uh, that people hold, uh, uh, even traditions, traditions, and you know weapons, uh, what kind of weapons they use, and all that shit. You have to have a world. It doesn't have to be all in the details. Like you don't have to go that far. Just you know, have a skeleton for anything that people might want to do in that sandbox game. And once you have a skeleton for every, it's, it's gonna take you what, a week, two. To prepare all that, I mean, depending how lazy you are and how much time you're willing to extract from your schedule. I fucking love saying schedule. <laughs> it's beautiful. And then you ask the people, hey, what the fuck is your character all about? And then he's going to say, hey, my character fucked the cat and now he's in prison, you know, something like that. And have the rest of them and you tell them. Tell them, hey, your story has to have this component in it. Like, all of you ended up in the same jail. Why? Tell me. Person by person. Everyone is um, on trial. Because why? Everyone is working for a guild to pay back a debt. Because why? Everyone is at college, uh, where there's a bald guy that wants to kill you with bullshit magic. Why? Harry Potter still fucking sucks. And just fucking roll with it, dude. dude. Just roll with it. It's not that hard. It really isn't. You know, if, if they pull something unexpected, you say, hey, let's take 15 minutes. I gotta think this shit through, you know, just to see how the world would react to this based on the knowledge that you've already acquired about your world, yourself. 
and then come back after 15, take 15 minutes, take 30 minutes, or fucking end the session and take a week. Players will actually believe, like, sincerely believe that their actions have consequences. That's going to make them even more attached to the story, even more attached to the characters. Just because you have this grand vision of a... If you... Just because you have a grand vision about your story... Doesn't mean that those the the people you play with are gonna respect that. They they want their own story. They don't want your story. I mean, sure they want to respect you and all that, but let's face it. I mean, making decisions like that, you know, not on a whim, but what their characters would do is way more interesting than following a linear pattern. If you wanna make a story like that. Write a fucking book. Is that easy? There. I'm a fucking genius. Let's go. Is the only... Uh, Texas Prawl continues. <clears throat> the only DMs I've seen actually be successful this style are either running pre-constructed modules or high-end streamers, which I'm, I'm assuming get paid or at least donations. That's... Yeah, pre-construct modules work, but it's better to create your own world. My opinion is this. The Dungeon Master should be having just as much fun as the players. Mm, true, but the players come first. If the players aren't having fun, you're not going to have fun, buddy. Texas. I enjoy creating a story with plots, traps, mysteries, and everything that goes with it. It's flexible enough to the players to explore and define their characters, but does have some slight railroading to keep things going in the right direction. That is not good, sir. That is not good. In fact, that's very bad. It's very preposterously bad. I mean, you can have events in the world that, you know are part of a bigger story than them that's gonna make them feel like you know they they ain't shit they ain't shit they just a part of this world and they have to live with them and maybe if they want to go with that you know the things that are happening in the world give them several paths or let them choose their path and just follow along behind them and start picking up their shit and throw some of it away and save some of it and punish them for their insolence and anything else that they might have done next question ah <clears throat> Garin McGee. <laughs> I have a player who can't seem to stop laughing at everything. Even during serious moments of roleplay when everyone else is roleplaying or, re or listening, this player is just silently laughing at everything. I don't mean like quietly chuckling like the wee bastard that he is, but like side-splitting laughter like this is the funniest thing he's ever fucking seen. I guess what I'm asking is, do I do something about this? They seem to be having fun. I'm just confused by the behavior. They're doing coke. Next question. 
How much health points do you think? Wait, by Joseph Theriel Mage McCray, this man hasn't had sex in 25 years, I bet. How much health do you think each player should lose per a battle? I believe 40%. What the fuck are you talking about? How? Why? 40%. What? Why does there need to be a specific thing? Well, I, I don't get this. Why? Why are why are dungeon masters so scared of hurting their players? Like, what's gonna happen? Oh, they're gonna get mad. Yeah, people are pussies. People are fucking pussies. People have become fucking pussies. You know, anyone that hurt his feelings, he might fucking shoot himself. Like, no, no. If if there is no risk, if there is no risk, risk. If there if there ain't no risk of dying. Why try? What are the stakes? Well, I might lose 20 permanent health. Well, you're not gonna die. Your dungeon master doesn't want to kill you because he has a grand story in his mind and he's going to drag you through the dirt so you can pass through that story because he's worked hard and he wants approval. You know how much health people should lose? You know, in battles. Here, I'll tell you. Let's say, hmm, fucking random. It's random. You never know when there's gonna be a hit. You never know when there's gonna be a miss. You never know how much a spell is going to be effective. How the fuck? You, I fucking hate this guy. You, Joseph Theriel Mage McCray, I swear to fucking God. God fucking damn it. God. I can't believe this. Why why are people so scared of characters dying? That's the best fucking thing that can happen to your character. You can make a whole fucking story out of that. You can have character development for the other fuckers in the group. Oh, but I'm attached to my character. Well, you're attached to your dog as well. It's gonna die in like 12 fucking years. What are you gonna do? Well, he's not good. He just lost 40% of his health. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Fuck this guy. 40% of health. My ass. Loading. Emma Jinx. I feel like such a bad dungeon master. Oh. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> no, bad joke. Been dungeon mastering for about four... Four to five. Is that four to five or... Four out of five months. I don't... That's four. Four or five months now. And a new person has joined the group as a player. Their backstory says that they are 26. They have all of the money they want and have everything they desire. And then in the next line says that they are a lost soul and adrift in the world. Is it just me that finds this massively contradictory? What? Why is that? Why is that contradictory? Like, imagine. Okay. All right, Emma. Listen, listen up. Papa Cross is gonna tell you. So, Uncle Cross, not Papa Cross. That's kind of weird. Uncle Cross. Well, eh, 
The, the more south you go, the weirder it gets with the uncle. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make that joke. God damn it. Too late. Um, imagine you have everything you want. You have money. You can buy everything. You can buy fucking penguins and ice made out of penguins and Lamborghinis made out of penguins. You can do anything. Doesn't have to be penguins, okay? Shut up. Stop. I'm talking here, okay? Shut up. After you get bored of it, what the fuck do you do then? Seriously, what do you do? What are you gonna do? I mean, sure, money brings happiness, but only temporary and fake happiness. It doesn't, uh, it can make you sad, actually, yeah, it can make you sad, like, uh, after you don't know what the fuck to do with it. I mean, look at Robin Williams. He was rich as fuck. Didn't stop him from killing himself. It's, it's how human beings work, baby. As soon as we get something, we want something else. And what happens when you can't think of anything else to want? It says right here where you said it. You become a lost soul and you're adrift in the world. This can be an actually a really interesting character development. And in, uh, in your player's group. In your group. He like, you know, he wants to... See how it is to be poor. You know, there's a lot of these fucking millionaires that, that uh, you know, they, they pretend to be poor. They, they they live in dumpsters. They eat shit, and it it is it is what it is. You know, some people are just you know, fucking insane. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, insane. Uh, forget about it. Uh, I've been listening to the fucking morning, the morning podcast from Bill Burr, and now I've got, you know, you know, hey, forget about, <laughs> that's not how he talks, but I've, I've got the, you know, you know, <laughs> shit, alright, next question, and this is going to be the, the, the last question for Dungeon, I need ideas for how to bring a goblin rogue human bar rogue, I'm not gonna fucking answer, I'm not too lazy, okay, smoke break, I'll, 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 I'll be back, I, I swear, or maybe this is where it ends, maybe this is where the podcast ends, and I never return, and we're swallowed in a nuclear war, and the last recordings of humanity are found by an intelligent race of chupacabras. I'm gonna go smoke, be right back. And welcome back, did you miss me? Of course you didn't. You got no idea who I am. I have no idea who you are. Like the fucking 30 people that are gonna listen to this. And now, speaking of suicide, let's talk about Stalingrad. Oh, jeez. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, let, me, let me look at How do they say? How do they say Jesus Christ? I, I, have, I have to look it up. Like, in Serbian, it's Jesus Christ. Christ. Um, English, 
Purashum. Let's let's hear. Let's hear them. Come on. English. Who Jesus the Christ. Come on. Come on. Jesus Christus. Jesus Christus. Jesus Christus. Very nice to meet you. It is very nice to meet you, Mr. Christus. Yes, very nice. Uh, so I watched a documentary about Stalingrad. Did I say Leningrad before? No, it's, it's Stalingrad. If I said Leningrad, I fucked up. There's two completely different places. The Battle of Stalingrad was fucked up. Jesus Christus. Christus. Like, uh, it was it was believed for a long time that, it, that uh, the fact, like, people... The Russians fell back to Stalingrad after the Germans were like, I'm going to fuck you up with our panzers, motherfucker. And they did. And they were really fucking good with their Tiger tanks. The best fucking tank that time in the Second World War. And everybody thought that Stalin was like, no, you know, I should put the greatest defeat in the hands of the Germans and I will order the large-scale retreat because I am genius Stalin. Stalin to genius. And then they, like, fell back to Stalingrad and we held the ground, the sacred ground of Stalin. Jesus Christ. <coughs> But like in 2000, in the 2000s, um, when uh, Russia <laughs> fucking collapsed, um, like a lot of documents were published to the, uh, to, to us, the common rebel, the taxpayers on which the capitalists come feed on acid. And turns out, Stalin was like, I shall put foot down, and the Russians must not retreat. Everyone that wants to retreat is going to fucking die. Shoot them. Shoot them in the head. And he, he, he organized, like, he, he ordered, like, uh, groups of people to be organized. I don't know, like, squads, like, he ordered squads to be organized. They have the specific job of shooting down would-be deserters. How fucked up is that? And and it happened. And then happen is as much as Stalin wanted it to happen, but it did. It was it was fucked up. And it was like the bloodiest battle. I don't know how many how many people died. Like a million, two million. Let me see. Death of soldiers in Stalingrad. Let's see. <clears throat> Forty thousand civilians died. Okay, that's that's not bad. <laughs> Good. Good. Like, okay, people die is bad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It's bad, but it, 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 it's not as bad as the the traitors sent to Siberia. Revealed the forgotten secrets. No, we're not gonna do that. No, no, let's see. Battle of Stalingrad. Facts. Deaths. Or as the Russians would say, sacrifice. Like the fucked up thing about uh, Russians. Like, there's this old 
old Russian soldier that was doing an interview. He was saying, like, in order to battle fear, we used to get drunk. And we went into battle drunk. So that, it's like, I understand. I understand completely. Like, how else would you go and face a panzer, a, a tiger in the battlefield? Like, you, you can't be sober for that shit. You gotta go full drunk. Uh, let's see, does it say anything about... I think it's about a million? I don't know. Maybe I'm bullshitting. Maybe. I mean, they were like... Uh, they were like, like a four million Germans were sent to the eastern... To the Eastern Front, you know, to take over Russia. And it, it didn't work out. It just didn't work out, those fuckers. Oh, here we go. The Soviets recovered 250,000 German and Romanian corpses in and around Stalingrad. And total Axis casualties, Germans, Romanians, Italians, and Hungarians are believed to have been more than 800,000 dead. Now, see, that's a fucking number, not 40,000, man. But they were children. Well, yeah. You got a point. Yeah. I'm just being an asshole. An asshole, might I add. So, 800,000 dead, wounded, missing, or captured. Of the 91,000 men who surrendered, only some 5,000 to 6,000 ever returned to their homelands. Jesus Christ. The last of them, a full decade after the end of the war in 1945. God damn. The rest died in Soviet prison and labor camps, just like God intended. On the Soviet side, official Russian military historians estimate that there were 1,100,000 Red Army dead, wounded, missing, or captured in the campaign to defend the city. An estimate, yeah, there you go, 40,000 civilians died. 1,100,000 people fucking died. I mean, like, close to 2 million people died in Stalingrad, or went missing. How? F that, 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 that's like the largest... Battle that ever took place. It lasted for months. You know, there was like guerrilla warfare and all that shit. I I know, I know. I'm 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 well versed in this in this uh, topic because I played Call of Duty 2, of course. Uh, now, and it was a fucked up like documentary, and it it explained how uh, Hitler thought. Can we say Hitler? Am I gonna get demonetized? Ha, I don't even have ads. Fuck off. Like, Hitler thought that, oh, I'm going to take Stalingrad. That's not how he talked. That's, that's not even his accent. He, he thought he was gonna take Stalingrad like, like this. Like, yeah, fucking easy. Yeah, fucking easy. So he split his, uh, I, th I think it's the 4th Army and like the 6th, 5th Panzer Division. I don't know. And he sent all the tiger tanks, like, down south to capture Kharkov? I, I don't know. I, I, can't, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I'm, it's probably bullshit. I don't know. He sent the Panzer Division south, and he left the infantry, like, without its tanks, because he thought it was going to be an easy victory. But they do, did not count on the technological superiority of the sickle and the hammer. Of course, when I mean superior technolo technology, I mean throwing <laughs> a 
hundreds and thousands of poor fucking people. Those poor people. At the feet of these Germans, like... They, they didn't have guns. Every, for every three soldiers, one of them had a gun. And, you know, one guy would shoot. If he died... Yeah, would you take the gun? And he would be like, it is my turn. Because he'd be fucking drunk. He'd be like, Comrade Jarin is taking sleep. I will take over watch. Ah, it was fucked up. Jesus Christus. God damn. And I watched like, now one thing led to another. And I was watching a documentary about Hitler. And the uh, assassination attempt on Hitler. Like Operation Valkyrie. Some, some shit like that. Oh, those poor people. Oh, those poor people. Like, he, he left. This German officer. He, he like. He lost an arm. And uh, he wore an eye patch. Because he lost an eye. And he made this plan with some high-ranking officials in the German military. And uh, the, basically the plan was, hey, you, you get a suitcase and you go to the meeting with Hitler and the other officers. And maybe Goebbels will be there. And that's other can't. I can't remember his name. And he just fucking plays. He fucking plays. <laughs> he just fucking plays the suitcase. And he made his escape. It exploded. Guess what? Adolf, perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with him. Like, a couple of bruises. And later that day, he made a statement. Like, I, it's alright. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> to the entirety of Germany. It's okay. Hey. Hey, don't worry. And at the same time, what was happening? All the people who wanted to stage the coup, they were getting killed and executed by the SS. Fucking, fucking amazing. And and Hitler used that to be like, Ah, I was chosen by the state for a reason. <laughs> God damn it, awful. Awful. That could have... That could have changed things completely. Completely. And the the people who are... And, and, and then after that, all of that shit happened. Uh, Hitler realized that the Wehrmacht was... Uh, Probably full of corrupt people, and I mean, he probably knew. He probably knew. He just used this as a, as an excuse to kill the people in the Wehrmacht and put his officials in, you know, people who really loved him. And they went to the People's Court in 1944, and there was this this fucking guy, this fucking like, if you ever want to picture a German Nazi villain Th this is what his name would be, this is how he would sound like, this is how he would dress, this is how big of an asshole he would be Judge Freisler let, let me see if it, yeah, Roland Freisler he was the presiding judge of the people's court situated in Berlin Germany and I listened to some um excerpts uh, of the trials, you know, against the defendants of the um, plot to assassinate Hitler. And, god damn, this guy, like, uh, any... He, he made sure that these high-ranking officials looked like general shit in front of all the gathered people. Like, he'd give 
they would give them uncomfortable clothes to wear. One of the one of the officers, like he had, he had like replacement teeth, fake teeth, basically wooden teeth, and they made him pull pull his wooden teeth out, you know, like the prosthesis. And of course, you can't really talk that well if you don't have most of your teeth. <laughs> You know, like really sturdy clothes, uh, not, not sturdy, like uncomfortable clothes. And they would basically look like a commoner, like, like a fucking peasant. It's like they took a member of the Stalin, whatever you call it, a fucking Russian. A commit, a commit. I don't know how you say it, in, in, I can't remember how he said it in English. And these poor fuckers would just stand there. They would twiddle their thumbs. And, and he, he'd be like, Why did you do it? Why the fuck did you do it? Confess. Confess, you piece of shit. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a, I, just, I just feel so sorry for the Jews. And also, you're a traitor. You're a fucking traitor, you piece of shit. God damn. Kill him. Kill them all for the Reich. And it was it was awful. Like I can't yell that much right now because my neighbors would probably call the police. You know, we Serbians we have a we're cooperating with the Germans right now. But trust me, there's that there's that fear in the DNA. You know you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not saying that the Germans are Nazis now, but you never fucking know. <laughs> no no no. But yeah, that was. It was general. That was generally a bad time to be like against the state. The, the shit that's going on right now that would never fucking work back then. Like in Germany, imagine someone's like, "There's only seventy-six thousand genders." You'd be shot in the fucking face, as you should. You know, I think that's how we. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just gotta educate people, you know? And there it goes. There's the you know. Fuck you, Bilber. Fuck you and all of your speech kinks. I don't know fuck you call them. And I think... Yeah, I think that's it. I have nothing more else to talk about. And I... I, I really need to take a shit. That's... It's one of the pressing... I, I like it when the most pressing problem is my, in my life is having to take a shit. I love that. Because, come on. Don't have to worry about dying. Well, well, I do have some. I have this fucking thing, like, underneath my right tip. Might be a tumor. Might be just the draft kick kicking me while I was sleeping. I might be dying. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> I made some green tea. And I remember, like, when I was in Parish in a couple of weeks back, I was making green tea and my mom was, my mom was like oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna drink that are you I was like why why not it it's fucking tea I read somewhere in the papers that green tea affects the liver negatively says the woman who I've seen with my own eyes Given to given to me by her upon my birth. Dr who drank hardcore whiskey in Crucius. <laughs> it's bad for the liver. 
Pass that whiskey, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, one we were once we were going to Greece. It was like two years ago. You know, family vacation. The last fucking family vacation I'm going to because you can't have fun with your fucking family. I don't care how much you love each other, how good you are. You know, if if you can have fun with your family, you're probably sleeping with one of them now. <laughs> Just, he, she, we were driving, like, we were in Mas Macedonia. Yeah, we were in, uh, no, not Macedonia. Was it Macedonia? Yeah, well, it was Macedonia. I was thinking Hungary, but yeah, it's Macedonia. And she, 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 like, she said, like, I read in the papers that there's people in Saudi Arabia and they, like, Kidnap people and they set them loose in the desert and then they pay money to go chase them and shoot them in the head. It, it was we were all like fucking dead silent. <laughs> we were all fucking dead silent because what, what the fuck do you say? What the fuck do you tell her? Like my my dad uh, after like seven seconds of silence was like, are you fucking insane? <laughs> Started fucking laughing. <laughs> she was like, "Nah, it's true. It's true. I, I seen it." <laughs> oh God, bless that woman. Bless her and her delusions. She still thinks that marijuana gives you hallucinations. I the devil. The devil's led. <laughs> I mean, she grew up in a village. I mean, she's not stupid. She's not stupid. She's just. She just. She she'll just believe anything she reads. Like uh, I don't know. Well, that would be all. Thank you, all of you, all of you thirty wonderful people listening right now. God, I hope you're fucking listening. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, this was a this this episode was a little bit longer. It's probably gonna be like between thirty minutes and one hour. And please. Please, if you have any thoughts, list them in the comments below. Like, dislike, subscribe, or whatever the fuck it is you people do on this goddamn platform. I would play you some music, but I have no idea how to fuck to edit videos, and uh, I'm, I could learn. I'm just fucking lazy. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna press. I'm just gonna press pause right here, and nothing's gonna. You know, like, don't worry. Yeah, we're completely professional, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna think about adding some music, and I'm just gonna fucking. Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. I don't know how to say goodbye. You know, I. I'd love it. I'd love it if, if you know when you. When you're when you're with a person and you gotta say goodbye and you're like okay see ya goodbye yeah goodbye and you're like oh that's you hey what are you doing tomorrow and you're like goodbye goodbye fuck off thank you wait wait I wanna ask you a question.